Jetzt sagt man, ich muss uns nicht so vertellen. Da geht es fest, dass die Kalina Hasen gekannt hat, dass du mich erinnerst. Matthew 5, Vers 13 bis 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world, the city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do men light the lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light shine, let your light so shine before men that they may see your formal excellence and your praiseworthy noble and good deeds, and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to do away with or undo the law or the, or the prophets. I've come not to do away with or undo, but to complete and fulfill them. In the last couple of weeks, five to seven weeks, we have listened to various characteristics. Also, there are a few character eigenschaps of a person that is not like us. And in those weeks, we've realized. Right at the beginning when I ministered, I, I shouted out that the salt is how we speak. That, that Paul comes and he tells us that our speech must be salty, our speech must be seasoned. Ons moet Is COVID really and how fast COVID is going to say to what is 
happening at Asia Kumhela and how we see things. And it's not about the rulers. It's not about who is good and who is bad. That is not the wisdom that, that the speaker part speaks of. This speech, Paul comes and he speaks about how wise we are in the spirit. The weisheit of God and the geest in our lives. He doesn't want us to be equipped. Yes, maybe we need to know what's happening in the world. But we speak this morning about spiritually mature people. For geestelijk volwassen mensen. Wat daar is een verschil van geestelijke volwassenheid? Last weekend we devoted the baby, our grandson, he's a month old then, and you know, Zwan is a month old. So, Loria, last week I, I sat with this baby. Um, I still saw it. <laughs> and I cut him a piece of meat. We don't want to eat it. And I eventually got offended because this baby does not want to take this piece of meat from him. Okay, and eventually I tried a chili bite. And he doesn't want to take that either. And he started crying when I forced the chili bite into his mouth. And eventually his mother took him. And all of a sudden he's quiet. Because she gave him something else. She went to the room and fed him. Because he was, he, he's still being breastfed. And all of a sudden he's quiet. And I realized that I needed a, a percent there so that Laat die babiekie is nie raag om steik te eet nie. Die babiekie is nie raag om chili bites te eet nie. Ek moet daar nog net so'n bykie waag. And that's the same way in the spiritual world. Many a time people come to Jesus and they are accepted into the kingdom or they invite Jesus in and they are now part of the kingdom but they must still be fed. They must still be nurtured. They must still grow up in the word of God. In the word that God wants them. In the washing, in the washing, remember a couple of weeks ago, I ministered about being washed by the word of God in Ephesians 5. And I'm speaking to those people this morning, people who are immature in Christ, people who are, are adults in Christ. And maybe there are some of us that's not there yet. And listen to what I'm saying, we are not there yet. It means that you are not disqualified, but that you are still on the way there. And many of us are on the place where God is, as, as where we have accepted God to help us to get to a place of maturity. And that is what the people outside in the world should see. Matthew 7.34 says, Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. Listen to the word carefully, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, everyone who hears my teaching. Have we heard the teaching of Jesus? Who has never heard the teaching of Jesus? Everybody has heard the teaching of Jesus. But now Jesus goes on and he says the following thing. He says, and applies it to his life. So we hear the pre preaching of Jesus, we've listened to it, and now we apply it to our lives. If you do not apply, listen, that's what we say, I'm taking the scripture and I'm putting it apart so that we can understand this morning. We hear the word of God, it speaks to our heart. What do we do it? We've got a choice. We chuck it or we apply it. If we chuck it, the word says, you're not wise. 
but you apply it to your life, you're wise and you build on the rock. That's what the scripture says. And that's how I understand it this morning. In Hebrews 5, the word comes again. The Hebrews 5 is 12 to 14. For you should already be professors. Listen to this. You should already be professors instructing others. Now, but instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basic of God's prophetic oracles. You should have been professors. Now it's all of a sudden they quiet. Yes, people I'm speaking to this morning, and I'm speaking about people that they've accepted Jesus Christ and that's it. And the foundation has been laid. And they, they stay at the cross, and they stay at the cross, and they stay at the cross, and they never come to maturity by applying what Jesus has taught them. We, many of us understand what God speaks to us about in this book. Show, show me by, the, by your hands. Are there any instructions in this book that we have received? Everybody. Are you applying it? Because by applying it means you are a wise person. And by applying it, you will grow and you're not going to stay at the cross. You are going to go further away. But many of us just want to stay at the cross. By the blood we are washed. By the blood we are washed. By the blood we are washed. And we never progress from the cross into furthermore. And now the passion translation comes, he says, May I call you this morning, Leslie, by this time you were supposed to have been a professor speaking to other people about the word of God. Because that's maturity. That's maturity. The Afrikaans word says, Not if you have any type, leer us over the creation. And we need people listen this morning. There are so many people in the church worldwide that stay at the cross. And then they live in church and live in church and live in church, but they never apply anything that they've learned. They never apply the washing of the word, Ephesians 5, to their lives. And if, you, if I now want to get deep into things, the very first thing that people get offended is if I speak about the money box in church. If I speak about finances, that's the first place where people get offended. Yet we want to say that we've grown mature. We've grown. Can I tell you another place? For tell people, listen, it's time to forgive. It's time to... Oh, that forgiveness is a choice. You choose to stay in sin. Gee, unfortunately, I want to tell you, worldwide this morning, they're going to hear it, and I'll even step down so I can face it. Right in the camera, Jesus says in Matthew, He says, if you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. Sure, that is the end of the story. You don't forgive, I don't forgive. We all pray the prayer, our Father, our heart in heaven, forgive me like I forgive. See, if I don't want to forgive, I can pray, forgive me, but I don't forgive, so how can you forgive? We need to grow mature and grow in Jesus and grow in faith. Hebrews 6 verse 1 says, Now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. 
Listen carefully. Listen to the next words. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon, turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God. The foundation. Unfortunately, I'm going to step on toes now. And you know why I'm not stepping on toes? Because your feet are poor, sticking out too far. So I'm going to, <laughs> now I'm going to step on toes. Some of our Christian lives, some of our kingdom lives, look like big, big parking lots without a roof. Just foundation upon foundation upon foundation, just these big slabs. This is foundation. There's no walls. There's nothing built. And unfortunately, that's where we stuck. Because the scripture tells us we need to move beyond that. Now, Renier and Mazek was upset when they had to build the walls on this. They did not build it, but they met on this foundation many times. And then they met the fietser and the skateboarder and Before there were walls. And then the next moment they built the walls and they couldn't do it anymore. But the building grew beyond the foundation. And that's what we should do. We cannot just say at the cross and oh Jesus forgive my Jesus Jesus We need to progress beyond the foundation. But unfortunately, many of us have been following Jesus for 40 years, but we're not on track. We're in the way. Instead of allowing Jesus to come and work through us and work in us so that we can build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ and grow into maturity that we have been called for. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 says the following, When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. What does a child do? What do you know? Yesterday we had a big meeting here and I could speak to the leaders of both the premises and I could see the children, the real children. And I tell you what the children do. I needed Tanya yesterday so the mothers could rest. You know what? If they don't get their way, they want to cry. That's a child. If he doesn't get his way, he cries. And if his mother screams at him or smacks it over the fingers, what does he do? He takes offense. He takes offense. I vip himself. I vip himself. I can't vip him. About five, six years ago, Pamsi came here. We sat outside there under the tree. And Pamsi, you're sucking myself, no sugar vip. On that And about a week or two later, Pamsi, another vip my shoulder. And one day I stopped Pam, I said, Pam, you've got shoulders like this already. Can you remember, Pam? Once I vip my shoulder, know what she said. I got my <laughs> and I said to her, you see your backside is already on your shoulders. That's what children do. And I get annoyed with stupid things. 
And children do stupid things. They do. I watched the children yesterday. John, Jamie, come yet. What did John do? Where's my food? He just sits at the table, the food must be there. Because he was not. Yeah, and, he, and with respect, he is not the mature one yet. His mother must come feed him. That's the child doing the right thing. But sometimes we do it in church as well. As children of God. And that is what the world sees outside. We do childish things. We don't like these things. First Corinthians 13, 11, I can't remember if I read it. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters. For I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. Children of God this morning, I lay in front of you another characteristic of a mature child of God. And that's maturity. Walk in it, and the next one is going to be very short. The next one is 1 Samuel 12, verse 1 to 5. Then Samuel said to all Israel, Behold, I have listened to your voice in everything that you have said to me, and have appointed the king over you. And now here is the king walking before you. As for me, this is now Samuel, speaking to the nation, As for me, I am old and grey, and here are my sons with you. I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. Here I am, testify against me before the Lord, and Saul is anointed if I have done something wrong. Listen to the words, if I have done something wrong. This is Samuel speaking. Whose ox have I taken, or whose donkey have I taken, or whom have I exploited? Whom have I oppressed, or from whose hand have I taken a bribe or blind my eyes to the truth? Tell me, and I will restore it to you, they said. You have not exploited us or oppressed us or taken anything at all from a man's hand. Samuel said to them, The Lord is a witness against you, and Saul is anointed is a witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they answered, He is the witness. Samuel came there, and he spoke to the nation, and he spoke about his integrity in front of the people. Does our integrity show outside in the world? And Samuel speaks about, have I offended you in a way? Have I stolen from you? Have I taken anything from you? Have I broken you down? Have I... What can we answer this morning? Maybe about the pastor, pastor's wife, pastor's husband, youth leaders. By the way, this man that spoke here earlier on, yeah, about the finances, that's our treasure. Okay, just for the people who don't know. I needed that one, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed it. Uh, but Gary knows he's mature enough. Have we exploited? And if there's something that I or one of the pastors or my wife or the other pastors or any of the leadership has done wrong against you, I want you to come and speak to me. So that we can sort it out. So that our integrity can live again. But then 
I want to ask you the next question. With I've opened us up, are you prepared to allow your integrity to be spoken about? Is your integrity, integrity of such a state that it shines outside that the people can see? Or are you breaking people? Are you throwing stones? Are you, do you reflect a life of integrity outside that the people can see? Rihanna's on the top. Does your life reflect integrity? He was my boss at the stage, Rihanna. And guess what? Before that, I was his boss. But his integrity is better. Because he didn't give me, he gave me free overtime, I did give him. <laughs> what is your integrity look like? At work? At school? On the way to school? At spar? Wherever? Are you mature enough to say, my integrity sucks and I need to adjust something. Is your integrity of such a matter this morning that you can say that I'm not mature enough, I need some work, I need some filing, I need some rubbing. You know what I want to tell you this morning, don't ask somebody else about your integrity. Don't ask somebody else about your maturity. Don't come and ask me if you are mature. Don't come ask the other pastor if you are mature. Ask the Holy Spirit that He who does not lie speak to you in your heart. We've, in the last six weeks, we've covered words like consistently, consistency. We've covered words like loyalty, like steadfastness, like fidelity, like honesty, like sincerity, maturity, and integrity. And these are the things that that the people see on the outside when they know that we are Christians. They look at us and they see us. But you know what? And I'm going to end off with this words this morning. There are people outside there that do not know that we are Christians. And they must be reached. And they must be fed the gospel, man. They must be fed the good news. And I want to ask you people, be the salt and the light of the world so that those people, and listen carefully, so that those people on the outside of the kingdom can find the kingdom of God, can find Jesus by looking at you. And yet it comes by looking at you. They must accept Jesus. And when it's necessary, Speak about Your life needs to be of such a matter that your life, your land, draws people to Jesus. And when it's necessary, add words. Add words to get people into the kingdom only when necessary. Otherwise, we don't care. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
Godly thinking from them. Otherwise, live the life that other people want to follow into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. I want you to put your hands on your heart. Everybody, please. I'm not going to make an invite. I'm going to pray for everybody. Father God, I pray for each and every person in this place today. Where the word has maybe spoken to us, God, let me apply what we've learned this morning so that we can become the person outside there that is going to live a life that draws people to Jesus. And if necessary, we will add words. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.